It is Sunday night, Rises, and uh, we're we got revolving door. It's a busy night here at the studio. I love having these busy nights. And uh, Kathy, let's get see how you're sounding. Hello, Rob. How are you? There you go. And uh, I got you. I got you pretty good. And you sound a little better than you did on the yeah, phone. Yeah, a little but bit. It's been but a rough. It's been rough for you this week, you know. But uh, company so. and not feeling well and everything else that comes in between. But hey, you know what? You soldier on. Well, that is all part of what we do every week. You know, it's this is, you know, none of us get paid to do this. It's not professional, but uh, we try to make it sound as professional as we take it seriously and take it professionally, I guess. So, uh, so who do we have in the studio tonight with us? So, to this evening, we have with us on the show Molly and Rosas Garcia, and she's. Uh, here this evening to talk to us about the and i don't know if i'm going to say this correctly because i always call it the belvin street mardi gras parade but i'm going to assume that that's not correct so tell me what is the correct name for the parade um where it's our 10th annual mystic crew of okeanos mardi gras parade there we go and that's the name of our crew mystic it's crew the mystic crew and the the crew this comes from new orleans that you have these different groups and they called them crew Absolutely, in, in yes. New Orleans. So. Yes, that started in the late 1600s, actually, when crew started up. So, and we're here in San Marcos. Yeah, so. and so yeah. we're going to start the program first, uh, as we always do, with a little bit of uh, family history. So, I understand you are na- native to San Marcos. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Uh, my family's from here. I'm a Bism. Uh, born in San Marcos, you know, as many of y'all know what that means. Uh, my mother has been here for many generations. She is a uh, Vargas. Uh, we're related to the Flores, Perez, Martinez, uh, Asconas. Uh, Those are all our cousins, you know, yeah. <laughs> all of us. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, so we, we talked about Mr. Ascona here not too long ago because oh, yes. he, he just passed not oh, too long yes, ago. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I remember him fondly because, you know, he uh, provided us with a lot of great food on Sunday mornings. So all that menudo and, yes, and the um, chicharrones you know, over his that place. part of the family, that's going us, you know, they came from to the area in the mid-1700s from Spain. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they used to spell their last name differently back mm-hmm. then. So so when they made it uh, uh, over from Spain, I'm going to assume they came into Mexico and then it into... It was Monclova. Monclova. Yeah, Monclova, which is funny because, you know, as you all know, that's our sister city, mm-hmm. San Marcos' mm-hmm. sister city in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Isn't know? that uh, Pastor Montoya, isn't that where yes. he said his family came mm-hmm. from too? So oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I we, didn't know that. We had him on the show two or three weeks. Ago Two weeks ago, and yeah. he this said, "Someone, uh-huh. oh, okay, yeah. I'll have to tell my mama." Yeah. yeah, and he said that they came from from well, that area too. Well, they're close to yeah. my mom and him, so. Oh well, there you <laughs> yeah. go. They, there may be a family connection Perhaps. there too. Yes, yeah. you know how it is. We're always say we're related to half the town. So, so on on your Ascona side, if they came in uh, on the 1700s. Were they here in in what we now call Texas in 1753 on the Porciones or in the land grants or? Uh, no, I believe it, w- it was uh, it was not Texas. Okay. No, um, but I know my grandfather's side, the Flores and Vargas, they were here, like in the Fentress, Martindale mm-hmm. area, and I don't know much about when that came over, when that happened. But I just remember asking my grandfather one time, you know, Grandpa, when did you know you guys come over and he said well we didn't it came to us so right. i was like yeah good point so. and so there's different flores families here so um are you from the family where sam uh sam flores is from or 
I can't remember. So there's so many. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I do not recall. Well, I know there's um, so many Floridas now here in yeah. San Marcos that, you know, you think they're all related. So that but was my, my grandma, Pauline Flores. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know her or are, you heard that name. Are y'all uh, part of the church that is on Guadalupe Street? My mom goes there. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would assume that then that's the case. I, I yes. don't know if my grandma used to go there, but I... <coughs> That sounds familiar. Um, and then, perhaps. and then uh, on your other side. So, um, so my grand, my, yeah. So my father is from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Actually, my dad uh, was born in San Luis Potosí, Mexico, and you know uh, the state of Nuevo León. Mm -hmm. um, but then, as a teenager, moved over to Monterrey, Mexico, and so then in the right at the end, 1978, 1980s, mm -hmm. when he moved over, you know, came over here. Um, so I spent a lot of my summers in Monterrey, Mexico. I mean, I a lot of, you know, spent so much time there. Um, so grew up speaking Spanish very fluently and um, have a lot of great memories. So now we don't go as much because everybody now lives over here. Mm -hmm. So there's very few family left over. So is your father's family connected to the founder of Monterey? There next to no, um, so his last name is Rosas. Mm -hmm. uh, my abuela's last name was Valdez, mm -hmm. and they're from also from San Luis Potosí. Mm -hmm. um, but no, not that I I don't know to to be honest much about that. I just know they're um, indigenous, you know, <laughs> Central Mexico. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people that come from that area, Zacatecas area, San Luis mm -hmm. Potosí. They're they're all from the what they call I guess the Chichimeca. Yes, there's Indians. definitely something, yeah. and I, I would love to find out. I have yet to do that. I know I, I should have gone done that already. <laughs> no, but you know. Uh, well, there, but there, yes. there's all there's always time. It's never too yeah. late. So yeah, I would encourage you to yeah. do that. Um, I hear that area is very beautiful, and yeah. the indigenous people in that area take pride because they were the only uh, indigenous group that were not subjugated by the um, by the Spanish. Mm -hmm. So they kind of came and and. Um, said to the indigenous people there we'll give you lands and you guys can farm and so that that's how they were able to to get them but they they did not could could never beat them in in a war so oh, wow. that that's an interesting thing so you have that to be yeah. proud of so well and my apa was one to twelve uh -huh. oh wow by the way yes and i am actually i have a very close relationship with a lot of my family i feel very blessed um i have 50 or something first cousins and i'm close with a lot of them you know with my tias and my deals and when we get together it's it's a big party it's a party <laughs> a yes, big pachanga exactly but you know so but i, I feel blessed to have a fam you know big family so do you still make the trek to monterey because i understand that monterey now is just like a large metropolis and yeah so very modern and i have not been to monterey in some time to be honest probably over a decade but you're right it was there was very tech um, technology, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on there. It was very cool going to a central, um, but you're right. It was. It used to be back like Montañas, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. you know Rancho, and mm -hmm. then it. You're right. It became such a big city, um, but it's been a while since I've been. Yeah. Wow. Well, well I, I've always wanted to travel there, but of course you always hear all these things about don't go to yes. Mexico. It's really bad. And mm -hmm. You hear these things, and so it's one of these days I'm going to get my courage up, get the nerve up, and just yeah. go because I really do want to go to the area there. And of course, I mean, yeah, I would love to take my kids because I wish that they could, you know, experience and have those memories that I have, you know, being Mexico, visiting family, and just enjoying the culture. And I want them to realize, hey, that this is where you know we come from, and. Um, but yes, there is that fear in the back of my head <laughs> that I'm like, mm, is it 
worth it in case well, something happens. And it's also, I think, you know, you you know, we live in this country here now that we call, uh, you know, America, the United States, and we're such a large melting pot, melting pot too. But for a lot of people that come from Mexico, that's also a melting pot because you, you come from the Spanish that came, mm-hmm. but you also come from the indigenous that were already there. Yes. And so we've had somebody here on the show who came to talk to us about uh, the indigenous. And I asked, well, how, how do you tell somebody who doesn't know? They said, look at, look at your skin color. You know, if you're a little you just, bit on the darker yeah. side, then you probably have some some type of indigenous in you. So Yes, even your eyebrows, <laughs> little things like mm-hmm. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so on both sides of your family, other than your father's side, y'all have been here for for quite a long time. Yes. Yeah. Are there any Absolutely. stories that your that your grandfather has told you that maybe one of his grandfathers had told him? You know, maybe from living in Mexico, because I know a lot of the people that came during the revolution. They have stories that they tell. So. You, you probably were here a little bit before then, so is, was there anything passed down, like, uh, verbally that, you know, this is who we come from, or this is a story, we lived on a ranch, or... Man, so, yes, but the stories are not probably about war stories, mm-hmm. it's more like, you know, gossip, <laughs> like... But that's good, too. There was, okay, so remember I said I've got some Martinez, there's some other family, <laughs> so the reason there's other cousins also we don't know about, because apparently, I believe it's my great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather um, had an affair with the maid, <laughs> so story goes that my great-great-grandmother was, like, you know, notice his horse was still outside, and she was like, why is the horse outside? Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be in town going to pick up stuff. And so she went in the barn, and he was with the maid. Ooh. So then they, you know, split yeah, But up things like that were, were <laughs> I think, you know, we, we, we look at it now because of the way that we are in society and the things yeah. that society says are not permissible. But when you look back at those times, I mean, a lot of that stuff was going on, and it was permissible. And as, as a wife, what, what could you do? So you did mm-hmm. have, you know, a, a husband who had sometimes... You know, two families. Uh, sometimes a wife would die, and, and he, he started had kids another one. Made so yeah. there's family yeah. there, <laughs> and I'm sure that didn't go over too well, did yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, but it's just like uh, one of my aunts is the one that knew a lot about the family. You know, little issues, things like that. So, on your Martinez side, are they also from the Monterey area? No, no. I, I don't believe so. They're here on this side. So, the Monterey area is mostly <coughs> the Rosas, Rosas side, my dad's side. Mm-hmm. So, as far as the uh, side from my mama, you know, the Mexico side, that would have been in this area, mm-hmm. you know, before, you know, 1800s. Yeah, yeah, because a, a large part of the land grant started coming here uh, right at about the 1753s. And, of course, you had, if you lived on a um, land grant that was issued by the Spanish crown to the um, friars who had the missions, then you were indigenous, you were living on, on that land, too. So, wow, that's you, you have a good history. And I encourage you to, to continue to look. So oh, yes, thank tell you. me a little bit about yourself. Um, I guess you went to school here. If uh, you went to um, a university where you went to, and what it is that you do now, and how involved are you in our community? So, okay. Um, so, yes, I've been here all my life. I will start off a little bit about, I think we talked about neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, lived in Victory Gardens as a little Woo-hoo. girl. Um, what street? Roosevelt Street oh. and Patton. Really? You know, that empty lot where all the political signs yeah. always go up. Yeah. You know, that little casita. There used to be a little house here. It's still, oh yeah. But yeah. there's that other little one. Uh-huh. It's that men, you know, the bushes are always high there. Yeah. Little, that was where, where I the lived. Where the Silgueros? That, 
I think so. Yeah. There's somebody that lives there yeah. right now, but that house used to belong to my great-grandfather. And so that was the house that we lived in for a little bit um, when I was a little girl. Um, then we moved to River Road, where it's now C. Allen Homes. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a uh, government housing right, section. Right, right. Yeah, uh -huh. I lived there for for a long time. And then we finally bought a house right next to my grandpa in Rio Vista, which is where we've lived. That's mm -hmm. where my mom lived too. So like off uh, on Rio Vista or Sycamore Street? Um, Haines Street. Haines Street. Specifically. Oh. But um, so my grandfather's house is still there um, on Haines Street. He actually bought the house in the late 60s. Mm -hmm. If y'all recall, that how that area was built for Gabe's Job Court mm -hmm. back in the 1950s, mm -hmm. which is how that neighborhood you know came to be and so when gary job court stopped using it for housing because it became available for sale my grandfather bought a, a whole unit and, and and your grandfather what's his name Felimon vargas, Felimon vargas. Mm -hmm. senior and then we had my deal was Felimon vargas jr uh -huh. what year did you graduate in 82 82 paul vargas that's my deal oh, okay yes. paul, he's your uncle. He i went to school with paul. yeah i went to school yes. with Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, my mom's Molly mm -hmm. Vargas. She's class of 78. Um, Angie Vargas. Mm -hmm. And then Rachel's the baby. So you know Rachel because he went to school. She went to school with Mercy. Okay. So you're, yeah, well, Mercy's, you're Mercy's a lot younger than I am, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, I, I, wish, I wish we were the same age, but I got him by about eight years, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know exactly. I know exactly where, where where your grandfather was at. My dad used to have some property there on Haines Street. They're like duplexes, mm -hmm. so I think they're the ones that were built for uh, Camp Gary. Yes. Yeah. Well. So um, being in school, you know, I was very involved in high school. I graduated class of '98 um, there, and um, I started going to college. I guess uh, my junior year, taking classes at ACC. Um, but then um, things changed. You know, sure, took a little different sure. turn. But I've always been involved in the community. Um, I just enjoy kind of Helping. giving back and. Also, when I was little, um, I was a recipient of many of these nonprofits, mm -hmm. by the way. Sure. Um, so we didn't have, you know, um, means at times. And if it weren't for many the nonprofits, mm -hmm. I don't know how I would have done it. And I think now that I'm older, I've been very feel blessed. feel like you can give back. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and then oh, we'll come back and finish the conversation. All right. And you're listening to Race. It's here on Sunday night on KCSM.org, True Community Radio, every uh, evening from 7 until 8 o'clock. Every Sunday evening, excuse me, we'll be right back with you. And uh, just as a reminder, the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, not necessarily those of KCSM or SMTXCRA. We'll be right back with you. Ladies and gentlemen, y toda mi gente, my name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the mix. And I am the host of the Latin Energy Show on KZSM San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday evening and join the Latin Energy Party. Here on KZSM.org, we are all about community support. So tune in online or download the KZSM app on your mobile device. Shout outs and requests, make sure to follow and tag us on Facebook at Latin Energy Show KZSM. Tú sabes. De acuerdo, seamos sinceros. Puede que la Sinfónica Nacional no esté en su futuro, pero quiso probar el violín. 
Usted dijo sí porque lo ama. Y si tanto lo ama, ámelo lo suficiente como para asegurarse de que tiene el cinturón abrochado en el asiento trasero. Averigüe más sobre cómo mantener a sus hijos a salvo en su vehículo en nhtsa.gov diagonal protegidos. Demuéstreles que los ama. Manténgalos a salvo. Visite nhtsa.gov diagonal protegidos. Presentado por la National Highway Traffic Safety Administration y el Adler. Limey's Last plays some dance music and some rock on Celtic Corner. Wonder where she finds Celtic rock. I wonder what that is. I guess I'll just have to tune in at noon on Saturday at kzsm.org and find out just what's going on with this Celtic stuff. And we're back here with you in the studio. And uh, Kathy, let's uh, get back to the conversation here. So I think it's admirable because you you have a lot of people that don't acknowledge um, growing up maybe without, you know, that they they have a sense of maybe embarrassment. But I think it's admirable that you can sit here and say, well, you know, we grew up and this is how we grew up and this is how we live. But we had a lot of help along the way, and I feel compelled to give back. So um, I, I find that uh, very compelling. And tell me a little bit about the things that you like to give back to. I like to give back to anything that I feel, uh, first of all, basic needs, but also things that are my passion. So basic needs would be, you know, making sure someone has a roof over their head, safe place, safe environment, food in their bellies. A um, couple of my passions is music. Um, first of all, I'm, I am very musical as well. Um, my dad was a professional musician. If you ever heard Los Tijeras and Norte, by the way, yeah. my dad used to play for them oh. a long time ago. So um, yeah, they're they're well well known in in. Uh, they are now yeah. in Mexico. Yeah, yeah Mexico, good, and well, even here in the United States. Yes. You know, everybody knows them here in the United States. Yeah, they weren't back then yeah. though. But um, so it's um, things like that are, are important for me. I mean, it also depends <coughs> on the cause, and um, also just giving back to uh, nonprofits for women and children. Um, programs that rehabilitate women and get them back on their feet whether they were battered or went through something you know i've i have my own story to tell you know mm -hmm. from how i grew up and so um things like that do are important for me so um i try to also just get involved in the community because this is our community this is my community and you get out of it what you put in it. We're only going to be as good as what we give, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I could just sit back and complain mm -hmm. like some people, or mm -hmm. I could actually get involved and do, do something, something yeah. and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And why not? So someone's got to do it. And <laughs> so, so what organizations are you involved in? Oh, okay, so right now I am on the board of directors for School Fuel. Mm -hmm. uh, we serve over a thousand kids on the weekends. Uh, we send them home on Fridays with meals to feed because, um, as you know, here in our district, there are about over 80% of our kids are at free or reduced lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way this program came to be, just real quick, is people, teachers were realizing kids were hungry on the weekends and they would come home Monday and they're starving. They would, you know, just couldn't wait to get to school to get their free meals. 
um, and it really does affect their learning and their test score. So, um, so school spiel is really important. Uh, Molly, no, take a minute because I think the the fuel program is so neat. Okay, because this is all volunteer. Yes, you absolutely. all uh, tell a little mm-hmm. bit about how this all comes together because I know for a long time you were over here at the school district in one of the portables, and yes. you know it, it's just where this is at. It is just been this love uh, and really, you know, just picking up by the bootstraps that you guys have really pulled this together over the past few years, putting it together. Yes, we have a great group of volunteers. Um, I, I got to say passion is something that really drives us. You know, we are 100 um, percent volunteer base. We don't have any paid staff. Pretty much every single penny we get goes to pay for the food. Um, we have been very blessed to be able to have the school district and their support. They have allowed us the use currently of the building um, at Mendes mm-hmm. Elementary. And once they build the new administrative office, we will have a place there that they're going to have just for us. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I heard um, over at the city council, uh, one of the ladies who's volunteer f- uh, with you guys, and I don't know, she... Diane, I think it was. I can't remember her name, but I'll tell you what, my she just pulled my heartstrings because she got up and she said, you know, we're a nonprofit. We don't get paid. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, you know, they didn't get the money that they thought that they were going to get. And she said, and had I known that we could be able to come back and ask for more, she says, I would have, but we didn't. She said, but I'll just leave it like that. And I just, I felt like, you know, she was just talking from her heart. And I hope that, that um, it works out well for, for School Fuel. So. Well, I feel like we have been very for- fortunate. We have a lot of um, people, like like you said, and it's not that we're trying to pull tug at people's <laughs> hearts, but it's just, this is the reality of this. And we're sure. just sharing the story and, you know, uh, people mm-hmm. do you know open up their checkbooks well i think too sometimes when you're out of touch uh, say like for myself i don't have any kids in the school district anymore and when you're there you kind of see but when you're not those things they kind of go away to the wayside because you get involved in other things and um it's it, you know it, it's good to always be reminded yeah mm-hmm. it costs us about 225 dollars um a year to feed a kid one kid for the whole school year wow that's really inexpensive yes yeah. yeah, so we work with labot which is what a lot of the schools use um and we get all the food delivered in this huge 18 wheeler truck um it takes a lot of volunteers you know move these boxes like i said we have a great group of board of directors and we all kind of do our part um you know, take turns. So and so, let's talk about one other one other thing that you're involved in. in okay, yeah, we want to talk about all the other stuff. Yeah. So um, the Mardi Gras parade. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Um, this is the first year I am chairing um, the our, the tenth annual Mardi Gras parade here in San Marcos. Um, can you give us? Uh, well, I know. Um, the uh, tradition comes from the French, right? So yes. the French Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. meaning Fat sure. Tuesday. Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. So the tradition comes from the French, and it's also steeped in um, Catholicism because the French monarchs were were Catholics, mm-hmm. and so it it, it has a, a Catholic connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the tradition came to the United States, as you said, probably around the end of 1699, I believe. Yep, exactly. Yeah, 1699. The the, the uh, French French, the French all loving king. Wait, do you know where it happened at? Yes. Where? So they came. So uh, King, <laughs> King. Let me see. Um, I get my kings wrong. Thirteen. Yeah, it's the okay. Sun King, fourteen, <laughs> sent over uh, some brothers to oversee the territory in Louisiana. But it wasn't in Louisiana where he landed. Well, it no, but actually, it was Alabama, yeah, uh, Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Yes. So, so the, the the Louisiana territory encompassed what we now call um, 
uh, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Is that correct? Mm. Yeah. So they ended up there in 1699, and in 1702 was when they started the tradition of the Mardi, Mardi Gras. Is that yes, correct? Yes, because they were already doing it over there. Sure. So then they just brought it over here. Um, but it was a little different back when they st they were doing it. Sure. I guess their stuff were a little wild and stuff. So. And then in 1712 is when they did the Mystic Crew. The uh, first crew yeah. create started. Um, I don't. I, I think it was Mystic Crew of Kumul, something like that. Yeah. Was the first one. Yeah, I I, I know, but it was just a group of business see, gentlemen. So, who so started okay. It, so yeah. what, what was the purpose of, of, of that? Was just like a civic organization? So or? here, um, I'm sure you got you know um, my friends Diana Baker and uh, actually, Dr. James I Berger. I, I don't know them. No. I, no. Oh, okay. Good good friends. You know of of mine. You know they came from um, Louisiana, mm -hmm. from New Orleans. Mm -hmm. They were hurricane evacuees. Mm -hmm. um, bought a house on Belvin Street. Um, also other friends of ours uh, Wayne Kramer and the late Tom Bond mm -hmm. uh, you know so after being here they were, they loved Mardi Gras so much they're like it'd just be so much fun for you know San Marcos to have something and they said let's just do it yeah I'll, I'll host a Mardi Gras party at my house Diana mm -hmm. said and so she had a party invited all her friends it turned out great we loved it it was so much fun because I'd never done Mardi Gras either here mm -hmm. in San Marcos right so and then she's like we're like let's do it again yes and then she's like oh let's do a king and queen and let's do a parade the first parade was so small um it let we had one trumpet player walking down from one street of Belvin to the other side of Belvin um it was probably I don't remember 20 of us <laughs> out there because it was so rainy and cold yeah. and we had a someone put a flatbed trailer and just put garland and stuff and we made it yay you know mm -hmm. like and I was excited I went supported them because it was kind of cool and um and then uh, they decided let's actually do something you know this is fun let's create a crew so um, they created a crew and now it is a 501c3 it's called the Texas Music Council uh, Texas Music and Arts Council so um, we do give back to uh, you know music instruments um, to needy kids underprivileged kids in the area and as I told you music was something that was real big for me so now the parade last year though I mean it was cold and rainy yes but yes it was huge it was still yes that is one thing we've said is that people still come out and i've been there when it's been rainy but they still come out they well i think they what helps it. too is that the people in the neighborhood make it so welcoming they're out there they're, they're decorating their homes ahead of time they're putting out tables they're setting out food and drink and so their friends and family are coming out and so i think that's a big part of the 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 mystique the friendly friendliness of it is that you see that that and it's, that is it we want to bring the community out we want everybody first of all we're just getting out of elections mm -hmm. holidays we so we want to get first of all like we don't want politics mm -hmm. that's our big rule we have on our parade rules no politics we want to put that all aside for a while and let's all get together let's have a good time have a good yeah. time and so we don't allow politics on a parade mm -hmm. by the way mm -hmm. so um, so you can't come out and say if you're a politician with a political banner, you can't you can't do that. Is that no. correct? Mm -mm. Yeah. So we want businesses you can't. <coughs> so for a business, you were asking me this a while ago, mm -hmm. it's $150. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're a group, uh, any school club, any organization, nonprofit, it is free. Mm -hmm. oh, so, wow. yeah. And uh, so just, uh, we do need to take a break, but as a reminder, Molly, uh, what is the date and the time for this? Uh, Saturday, February 18th. 
um, at 12 p.m. sharp, we roll. Uh, we are going to be starting at Jack's Roadhouse and ending it back at Jack's Roadhouse. Okay. So, Kathy, let's, we're going to take a quick sure. station ID break. and we'll be right back with you. This is KCSM.org, True Community Radio. And, uh, yes, we will be part of that, uh, be out there announcing the parade as we uh, do. And I think we're going to be at the same location we were last year. Uh, but I've got to get beads. Last year I had a whole bunch of beads that I had uh that I had gotten throughout the year. I'd picked them up sometime. We'll take care of that for you. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to get some. KCSM was out there handing out beads last year, so it was kind of fun. Okay, we'll be right what back What do you plan on doing this Friday night? Yeah, me either. How about we spend it together? Fridays, 8 to 10, here on KZSM.org. I'll help you relax and let go of the week and, and play you some music, introduce you to some people, uh, new friends, right here at KZSM.org, San Marcos, Texas. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Checa tu presión arterial todos los días. Monitoreala ya. Visita bajatupresión.org. Presentado por Art Council, American Heart Association y American Medical Association. En colaboración con Office of Minority Health and Health and Resources and Services Administration. You evidently send it to a lot. I've had folks up in Michigan listening in. We've got some, yeah, there, there was some folks over here. Uh, I have a big following, Duchess of SMTX. So... You can need to say that. Too. No, you do. exactly. We we the, that's the important thing about this that we can each bring in all sorts of different people into the conversation and listening. So, those of you that are listening, yes, I am live again. Oh. So it's all right. Uh, so, folks uh, that are listening all throughout the United States, thank you for uh, tuning in. You are listening to Rices here out of San Marcos, Texas, and we do this every week. Kathy uh, Lara is our host here. So, Kathy, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Um. Getting back to the the Mardi Gras, we we know that the celebration starts um, uh, the twelfth uh, night, right? Yes. So it's right kick, after the Epiphany. Or yes. So at, our our crew, we kick it off with a ball, uh-huh. the twelfth night ball. So um, which happens exactly twelve nights after Christmas. Right. So and that's where you you're kicking off, you know your. Mardi so Gras. so explain to me um, a little bit about 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 your ball, and I know because uh, I always see Rodney post his photos, and he always looks so dashing in his mm-hmm. little regalia that he's working. I mean, he's wearing. Um, how how did you guys encompass your 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 crew? Was it um, okay? You did a board of directors, or how how did how did you put together your crew? Uh, well, it just started off with you know them asking friends to just get involved, and before we it became a five hundred one c three. Some of us just started helping, you know, pay to just do the event, um, and we we're like, we need to make this into something let's give back and um, of course these are my friends not me by the way mm-hmm. um, so a couple of the founders are um, you know the bakers mm-hmm. uh, Rodney mm-hmm. and uh, Greg, Kirk, Greg. Greg Wurzbach mm-hmm. Tom Bond and Wayne Kramer mm-hmm. um, so they created bylaws um, I believe in 2015 is when it um, became something and they're the ones that did it and then just started um, once they got it started getting members so to be a member um, you have to pay dues um, so it's so are you is it by invitation or do, is there like a 
an application. You can go get one and you sign can, it out. You can and you ask. Pay to be we a can. I, I can also nominate, or I can ask someone. You know, hey, you want to be a member? Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's ever been turned down. Anybody can join. You know, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I have asked a lot of my friends, you know, to join, and um, it is fun to be a part of it. I enjoy going to the ball. That's probably one of my favorite things. So, so talk to me about the ball, because I, I, I see Rodney post a lot about that, and so I see these girls in these dresses, and I think Cotillion, when I see that, so explain to me a little bit about your ball, uh, if you raise money there, and, and, you know, how do you guys raise money to continue to move forward with the parades and the things that y'all do? So it's all through our membership money and through sponsorships. So that's how um, we get money. We don't do any other fundraising or anything like that. So it's just through all of our members, um, sponsoring, paying our dues, um, reaching out to other businesses to be a sponsor. Um, I do have a list of all of our sponsorship levels with me. So you can look at that. and so you, you have your ball and the young ladies that are selected. Okay, how so, you're, they... so you're talking about the debutantes. Right. So mm-hmm. the debutantes, is, uh, it's a different part of the Mardi Gras, but we, I guess they started incorporating the mm-hmm. debutantes. Mm-hmm. I joined COPPA a few years back, um, and it was something that was done at the Heritage Association, and they, they stopped doing it, so mm-hmm. they already have this ball going on. Um, but the debutante ball is not a fundraiser or it's just um, held at the same time as the 12th night ball. Uh, so folks can get involved. Do you have a, a levels, you know, basically, yeah, membership. For sponsorships for the parade, mm-hmm. yes, we okay. do. If they want to become a member of the crew and help us be part of these committees, help us put the ball together, the Mardi Gras parade together, yeah. Just, because know, there's plenty of time still, <laughs> folks. You know, it's, it's yes. getting here close, yes, but there's still plenty of time if you want to be part of the parade or if you want to sponsor and get your name out there. So what are the levels? Um, well, I was going to say to to find out about the float and to go on and register, you can go right now to uh, MardiGrasSanMarcus.com. Um, it will guide you on there. and Also, it will also tell you a little bit more about the crew. Um, you can see our board of directors, and you can also see pics from past parades. Um, but if any other questions, you know, you guys can also DM me on Instagram, Duchess of SMTX, TX, I'm sorry, or Snapchat, Duchess of SMTX, or Facebook, Molly Ann Rosas Garcia. And is there a phone number too, or just that 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 way through the um, no, social media? No, just that, that okay. way through social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you listen to KCSM tomorrow night, I'll get that recorder for this year's. So I, I just we've been a little slow with it, but uh, I'll have the uh, public service announcement. It will be going here uh, pretty much uh, mm-hmm. up until the parade here. <coughs> and uh, tell me about the parade uh, route that that. Uh, it's going to take this year because I know sometimes they change it. So I know at one time I did it ever start at the end of Bel, at the at the end of Belvin Street or was it always at the at Grace Lutheran Church? No, at, at the end of Belvin. Okay. But the thing is, it's because it's continued to grow right. to grow every uh-huh. year. We have to have more room for the floats. Right. So that's so why it's going to start at Jacks and the yes, parking Yes, that's lot. why we've had to move it back, okay. scale it back way over there. So yes, it's going to start at Jacks and uh-huh. go all the way down, you know, crossover all the way down to Belvin, Belvin Street, Street to where that ends on Scott. Street, uh-huh. make a right all the way down to where it ends, and then um, make a left right there, and then a right at Nance. You okay. know, Nance Street uh-huh. to hit to get to MLK. Right. Go down MLK up to Mitchell, 
you all see me and yeah. my yeah. <laughs> I see Rob like yes I'm yeah. picturing it yeah down to Mitchell right at Mitchell so back go to back San Antonio to go back to Jack so from Nance to go down to Mitchell and then cross over to Mitchell um no from Nance uh well yes yeah. Nance to okay. Mitchell yes okay, okay. Mm-hmm. so we'll um we'll post that on the okay. website and I'm sure there'll be something in the paper um getting at getting that out but you guys can help also promote that okay so when it gets to MLK it's going to turn down MLK to go back down San Antonio sure Yes, so, okay, where Nance and MLK Uh is, Uh go down MLK to Mitchell. Okay. And then make a ride on Mitchell Uh, up to back to San Antonio. Yes, you see where? Yeah, yeah, you got me. Okay. I got it. Yeah, sometimes it's just like, okay, okay, no. I I took it necessary. uh, It is a little different in that a lot of our other parade routes are more focused downtown. This is through the historical area, Belvin and San Antonio Street, that uh, this crisscrosses, you know, and going over into Westover. And I do like that, that it is that, you know, you're getting out of the downtown, out of the standard, you know, parade route, so to speak. How hard was that to set up with the city for them to allow the the parade to take that? Because I know they type, like to take like the we'll shortest. Find, we'll find out tomorrow <laughs> if I get a call from the fire marshal. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, I, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, we did have we have to change routes sometimes, uh-huh. you know, because the floats are big and they have to have ample space to be able to maneuver around. So, um, but we're excited about being on MLK. So hopefully we can get yeah. those neighbors. If you guys mm-hmm. know, have any friends there, let them know decorate their houses mm-hmm. have you know parties on their yard mm-hmm. you know we want to get that group have them dumb bars you know mm-hmm. a lot of people at Dunbar out there too would be nice um so um how many events do y'all have during the years is it just the 12th night event that you have for for, fun, for, for the, the members uh-huh. um no we have our 12th night ball we have um, the Mardi Gras brunch, mm-hmm. which is going to be the day after the Mardi Gras parade, mm-hmm. and then we have our uh, Dia de los Muertos mm-hmm. event. So tell me about your Dia de los Muertos event, because this is the first time I'm hearing about this. It so. is super fun. But it's for members, uh-huh. uh, you know, for the crew. Uh, but yes, I I dress up. A lot of us do dress up, do my makeup because why not? You know, sure. there's not very many events here in town, and that's just one of the things that why why I jumped on board with you know and backed up the bakers with this idea because Mardi Gras is fun. It is so much fun. It is celebrated all around the world. You know, not just here. Everybody's getting in on it. You know, and it's brings in a lot of money a lot of tourists so yeah well i mean yeah what's not what's not to be fun about you have this day after the epiphany leading all the way up to ash wednesday where you're supposed to just enjoy life and eat and revel (laughs) until ash wednesday yes until then yeah so that's what it's all about it's about one get it out of your system (laughs) yeah i I, kind of look at it that it's our just for fun parade has now gotten the music and the beat to it you know, and it is more, it's it's kind of a little bit more focused, but yet you still have these roller derby gals down there going along on their uh, roller skates. You've got the firemen coming along. You've got uh, all of these different things, but then you've got these crazy groups coming along, and then you've got these uh, musicians that are coming along with the, the horns and mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the Mardi Gras music. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's something neat. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. We, we, uh, we love all, all that. Um, 
you know, we encourage everybody to be unique, be their own, but, you know, have some fun. It is family friendly. So that's one thing, you know, we want to make it keep it family friendly. But yes, you know, if there's your organizations about something, you know, do it, show it off, but get in the spirit Mm -hmm. and let's all have, let's say, le bon temps pour (laughs) les. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned how Mardi Gras now is um, celebrated all over the world. Mm-hmm. Carnival. Yeah, Carnival mm-hmm. in Brazil. That's probably one of the biggest, most well-known. And uh, Mardi Gras made it to New Orleans in, I think, 1723. So that's when it, it, it had its origins in New Orleans. And that's when the capital got moved there. So that's where, it's, where it stayed in 1723. And, of course, everybody knows the big party that happens there. in New Orleans. And I've never been, by the way, but I do have it on my bucket list to go yeah. to at least spend a couple of days there. I, I've never been either. I've been invited before, but um, I would like to go at some point. Um, I have been to see a couple of parades, but not in New Orleans, just mm-hmm. other little cities. And their parades are also nice mm-hmm. in the other cities. But, you know, like I said, everyone's on board now. Florida, California, many of those other cities are all doing big Mardi Gras events. Well, I think, too, you know, as as people have moved to this country and they've kind of made their homes in certain places, you know, you kind of want to have a little bit of your culture there, and so you start these things. I would love to do a DSC de Setembre event. You know, that is something I feel like our community really needs, but... Yeah, I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> well, it's 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 you know you know nonprofit stuff. It's a yeah. lot of work, and sometimes it you know it takes more than one year or two years to get it going. And you know the central is down there, and you know they they try to do what they can. So yes, but uh, yeah, that that'd be you know something to 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 look forward to to have a real big DSC says at the Seminary Festival. Yeah, that'd be so. Let Molly get through this, uh, you know, this part of it with the parade, okay? And uh, sometime in March, if you want to contact us and uh, we want to start, we're going to get you guys in, in touch. We'll, we'll uh, get some things going and start helping some people go. But I think that's a good goal for us to have as a community. Well, yeah, as, because uh, uh, this is says September here in San Marcos used to be celebrated. They used did. to have a big mm-hmm. festival here. I used to be in the parade yeah. as a little girl. And, uh, you know, n- you know, no, no, no longer. Not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. It's just getting someone to just do it. It's just, it's a lot of work. And yeah. again, you have to have someone that just raises their hand and says, I care, I'll do it. You know, you s- someone's just got to step up. Yeah. So Come on, Kathy. We yeah, we do need to take a yeah. quick break here. So you're listening to KCSM.org, uh, Tree Community Radio. This is Ray. This is thanks to uh, all the folks that are listening to us from everywhere from San Antonio, New Braunfels, uh, San Marcos, Austin. Uh, we had some folks down in Lockhart. And uh, we've got some folks up there in Michigan, out in, uh, oh, shoot, I've, I've, I'll go back and look at the map. I had some folks out in Oregon, too. You, you do have lots of folks all over the place. But we're going to be right back with you, kcsm.org. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, we also face a mental health pandemic that threatens our well-being as we attempt to rebuild our social networks and communities. The pandemic has reminded us to value family, community, and our human connections. However, it has also left many of us feeling more isolated, confused, and alone, struggling to find meaning amid loss and uncertainty. Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges. But many of us do not understand what we are facing or know how to ask for help. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we understand what you are going through, and we are here to help. Our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all. We work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. 
If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit mentallyhealthynation.org to learn more. Tune in to Texas River Tonk every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. Come join the party with Texas River Tonk Fridays from noon to 2 on kzsm.org, True Community Radio. And hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, at Texas River Tonk. That's at TX River Tonk. Tune in every Friday night to hear how you can get involved locally to We the People here on KZSM.org from 7 until 8 o'clock every Friday night. Learn how you can go down to City Hall, how you can talk to people, how you can build your networks, but more than anything else, how you can build community here in San Marcos on KZSM.org. We the people every Friday night, 7 to 8 o'clock. And we're back here in the studio with you, KZSM.org. This is Riasis uh, here on every Sunday night from 7 until 8 o'clock. And uh, back with Kathy and Molly. So, Molly, let's go ahead and recap about the parade and uh, times and, and uh, the day. So Saturday, February 18th at 12 p.m. sharp, we will start rolling down Belvin Street. So come on out, you guys. And if you um, have not signed up and you want to float, again, please visit MardiGrossSanMarcus.com. You can um, go ahead and register your business or your organization. Any other questions, you guys can DM me at Duchess of SMTX on Instagram um, or Snapchat or Molly Ann Rosas Garcia on Facebook. And then you also wanted to mention uh, the uh, is it uh, food fuel? Uh, oh, yes. So, um, also on school fuel, we are having our 5K uh, run on Saturday, February 4th. If any any runners out there that would like to sign up, it's $30 right now. Um, all you need to do is go to athletesguild.com to sign up. Again, if uh, I talked about school fuel a while ago, but you know, every penny, all, every 30 bucks of your money is going to go to help us pay for food to give to the kids so go on sign up for that today and is there anything else you want to say before we uh, close the program oh i can't remember well <laughs> i'm going to go ahead and, and talk about the upcoming programs that we're going to have so we're going to do a program called avon calling and we're going to talk about the the lady who used to do the avon here in san marcus and uh we're also going and to what have, was her name uh her name was uh, mrs lucio Janie lucio I and then, her. yeah, see that's yes. right. Yeah, she's on the corner of Mitchell Street and um, MLK. Okay, okay. And uh, Mr. Ronnie Mendes with the Landis Shoe uh, Clinic is going to come and talk to us about oh. um, his family business, and we're going to talk uh, quite a bit about his um, his family and where they came from. So yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to him about that. And then um, we are going to do a show about the history of the Quinceaneras how it started and um, how it's evolved and how it's changed because it, it has changed quite a bit from from the traditional so we've kind of seen them living leaving a little bit of the traditional stuff and going to a lot of different things they used to the young ladies used to wear white dresses and now they they kind of have left that behind and you know the dress colors are like all colors of the rainbow now you get blue or red or green so we're going to talk about the tradition of the uh, quinceanera. And then Dia Rachel is going to be back on the show, and we're going to talk about the um, 
foods, traditional foods that are uh, served in Hispanic families' homes during Lent. So we have those programs coming up. So we we still got a few more minutes. If you guys want to talk any more about family, I mean, you know, we can kind of throw that into it. But uh, I, I sure, yeah. Um, so I get. I guess she was asking me about what other organizations. Yeah. Um, and so currently, in addition, um, on the board for Leadership San Marcos, mm-hmm. I am past president of that um, as well. And um, one of it at the University College of Health Professions, the Respiratory Care Department. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on the advisory board. Um, for that in several other committees but um, I'm excited this year to be the chair of the parade because I haven't been involved or been in charge of a community event in a while um, you guys may not know I chaired the home tour several times mm-hmm. a pet fest before uh, river fest back in the day there were so many events so it seems like you have your hands full are your mom too yes I am How I many have children two have? kids two boys um, 12 um, Giovanni Cosimo um, Garcia and Valentino Felimon uh-huh. Garcia. He's ten. Um, those are my baby. And do you boys. have a job too on top of all this? Or? Uh, no. Um, I, so I do not get paid for any of the stuff sure. I do. Absolutely not. Um, I. But I. Um, I get. I just stay busy. I'm, a, you know, philanthropist, and I stay busy being a mom. And yeah, but I think a lot of people don't really realize that you you give a lot, but you also and you don't get paid, but you also get a lot because you, at the end of the day, you meet a lot of people, you make good connections, and a lot of these people they be become your friends. You know, a lot sometimes lifelong friends. Absolutely. People that you have a, a same uh, goal with. You have mm-hmm. the the you know the same um, family. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I think for people that don't necessarily um get out and help i think that you know you should you should try to get involved in something and you'll be amazed as to what it'll do for you it'll do more for you than than you'll be doing for them because it gives you a sense of helping and you you, you'll feel like a better person and i think for anybody out there who's ever thought about getting involved and wants to because i have had a lot of people come up to me well well, what do i do i mean i want to do what you do or how do i go i mean just hit me up, you know, um, but or show up. Just come. We nobody ever gets turned down from anything. You yeah. know, we appreciate anybody that comes. I applaud anyone who wants to get involved in the community. Um, I'm always willing to help. You know, anyone out. Yeah, and the thing is that there's so much stuff out there that you can do now. Yes. You're not limited to just you know Absolutely. one thing. There's just you can get involved in something that helps kids. Exactly. You can get involved at the shelter. Find your passion. Yeah. What What do you want to contribute to? Yeah. Exactly. It seems like right now I see a lot of people are passionate about their pets, mm-hmm. and then, you know they're always trying to find um, a, a rehome pets or somebody's pet gets lost and there's that's how I found my my sister's dog it's like she got lost and I went on right away to one of those pages and somebody had her and we got her back within an hour so yeah there's just so much stuff to get involved with yes there is there's always something to do people so <laughs> if you need something to do you let me know I'll put you to <laughs> I'll work I'll find you something to do. <laughs> yes I'll well, put you on a committee <laughs> well that's the the show is talking about the past present and future 
And one of the things that we try to bring out is, oh, is how have people been involved in the past? And you know, where are we at now? And how are we developing this for the future? And I've got a couple more minutes, and I do want to go back that you had talked about Leadership San Marcos. And one of the things that Leadership San Marcos does is you know, they've got some project that they do to give back to the community. But it's also bringing back, usually it's younger people in the community. I mean, it's not necessarily so, but I like the fact that it is developing that next generation. Yes. I know uh, like uh, Karina Pinalis uh, was uh, part of uh, that program at one yes. time and it graduated. And now here she is uh, driving for a lot of the recognition of women here in San Marcos and through the Splash co-working. And, you know, these are, I, I love when we can have these programs. So, you know, I don't know whether you wanted to talk about the, the projects at all. Um, there's been, so every single class um, in leadership, so Marcus is required to do a community project. Um, they have to come up with an idea of what how, what they want to do. They have to come up with all the fundraising, everything. Um, so a couple of projects in the community is, well, one is Rodney's real popular for his, you know, um, the Chief Placido Indian statue mm -hmm. at the right. park, the basketball court at the park, um, the sign at the activity center. Uh, there's a Serenity, uh, I'm sorry, there's a an ash garden at the uh, San Marcos Cemetery mm -hmm. that was done. Um, I know my class did a leadership program for with some at-risk youth at uh, Goodnight Junior High. We, we did that, uh, and I can't can't remember how many more, but there's so many yeah. of them. Um, one of the, there was a fountain. Mm -hmm. One of them had a fountain. Um, so this year, the class is currently working on a big SMTX sign that is going to go down the street, um, kind of right between Crystal River Inn and Zelix. Mm -hmm. So right off on the sidewalk. It's supposed to be a big lit SMTX sign. So that's what the class is going, that class is looking at at the moment. Boy, there isn't that much room there. I will have to. I'll have to see that one later. I just. I. I have to. I have to laugh because of Crystal River Inn and uh, Zelix right there. There's been some clashes in the past, so I just got it interesting that the side is there. That's why I was kind of snickering a little bit. I'm well, sorry. hopefully they got permission from both sides. Well, so yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I think it's more on the Zelix, but I was just oh. trying to give you an idea. Like, you know, no, and, and that's great. Yeah. That's great. So we'll be looking for that. So thank you. Yes, but we are looking. If anybody wants to be a part of the leadership program, we're going to start recruiting in May and they they do have to fill out an application and be interviewed so the leadership program is that out of the uh, Chamber of Commerce or no no uh, we actually have our own we are our own program 501 c3 as a matter of fact we have a board meeting tomorrow morning <laughs> and so no. so it's separate uh, not involved with the city no, it's just a separate, separate 501 c3 okay, yes Okay. Well, and when you go to that board meeting, please let them know to let us know how we can get out more information about your groups. Okay. And, uh, that's what I'm, I've been working this last week, trying to get out more and more, because uh, that's what we're here for. This studio is uh, here to get out the words about the community and uh, appreciate uh, all the work that the volunteers do here as well. And Kathy for coming in every week. And well, we appreciate you too, in. Rob, you wow. know, being out there. I see you out there a lot as well. So thank you. Yeah, and me, me and the beard, one of these times. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody that's how they know me so, well but, we want to uh, thank you for coming on to the show and um, you know we hope to see you uh, here in the future so you know it sounds like you've got a lot of things going so we you know like to welcome you back just give us a call we'd like to have you back up on yes. the show well, thank you for yeah. having me 
And uh, you've been listening to Rice here on KCSM.org. We'll be with you here again next week. And coming up here in just a minute, Roscoe Taylor, and then uh, a new episode of uh, Lance Vibrato, uh, the uh, uh, lawyer from the 23rd century. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be uh, with you here. KCSM.org, True Community Radio. This has been Riasis here on Sunday night, and uh, we'll get this one here in just a second. Kathy, who's coming up next week, real quick? Oh, I, I don't have a, a oh. show for next week. I've got I'm we've got one of concepts. These, yeah. yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're, we're gonna go. Okay, yeah, it, it'll fall together before next week. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to give me a second here. I'm sorry. I, did, I wasn't ready like I thought I was. There we go, and uh, here we go. Now we can get out of the out of it. Thank you very much, and uh, Rises, uh, thank you for listening in wherever you are, and uh, please stay tuned for Radio Theater coming up here over the next couple hours. All right. <laughs>